Before we start this show, this morning we heard some shocking and sad news that Bob Goyich, one of the podcasting pioneers, uh, passed away. It was a shock to all of us, and uh, I know I I don't have the words to that I can say here that will do Bob justice. He was a a true friend to many, uh, a great father, a great husband, a good businessman, and most of all, he was a great human being. So tonight, we lift up our mugs, we say cheers to Bob, we will miss you, we'll never forget you, and God bless. Hey, Michael, we can't hear you, but I can see you. He looks like he's in the, yeah, he's, he's in the house, it looks like. And he's got to be on his, I think he's on his, no, he's in the Jeep. Oh, he's in the Jeep. Okay, yes, he's driving down the road to Saskatchewan, I think, based on the bumps. I'm, I'm over on the <laughs> Skype page right now. Oh, no, he's driving down the road. There's pavement. Yellow, double yellow line. He's driving on pavement, pavement. Is, is that a light? Can't be in yeah. Carper Harbor. Yeah, he's way not in Carper <laughs> Harbor. Yeah, because he's stopped at a red light. Look, no, and... that's definitely not Copper Harbor. It's got traffic. Yeah. I know. They haven't invented traffic yet in Copper Harbor. Actually, <laughs> 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 is he in the Jeep? He must be in the he family is, truck. Michael, we can't hear you. I, I see you have your earbuds up, but you there's no audio coming from you. Oh, and he froze. No, he's in freeze. No, no, it's just laying on the dash yeah. pad. Oh, I think that it, is that the Jeep or the truck? It's got to be the oh, I can look at the gauges. That's the that's uh, Jeep? truck. That looks like the truck. Yeah, it's laid out the same way as my my right. No, it's in the Jeep. That's a Jeep <laughs> dashboard. <in> Jeep. <laughs> or is that a rental car? This is like pick the uh, uh, picture playing of... charades. It it's is. Right. It's like. <laughs> Jeep. <laughs> it's Jeep. It's a truck. It's a car. Oh my God! What is it? Yeah, he, I can see you, Barry. I saw a in reflection his of me in his picture. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That that wasn't the Mariner I just saw on the left, was it? They don't have lights in Copper. No. Uh, I think there's one. Light. Long... Isn't there one light in Copper Harbor? Yeah, but that's on your. Li it's in there in the living room. Uh, he's got to be the Jeep. <laughs> It's on the end table. <laughs> I they had one light. The, the, it's a blink. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a flashing it's a, light. It's a flashing light. The, the one that goes out of town. <laughs> oh, he's definitely in the Jeep. I can tell by the windshield. I just saw the windshield uh -oh. in, in, the a, in the A column. Yeah. Oh, he's walking outside. Yep, oh, there's a Jeep. a Jeep. It's definitely a Jeep. Woo! I don't know what happened to your. I know you can hear us, but you we can't hear, hear, hear you. <laughs> and he's going into a long hallway. Looks like a hotel hallway. It is a hotel hallway. Is it a hotel hallway? Yes, it is. You can tell by the carpet. Look at the carpet on the floor. <laughs> uh, that's hotel carpet. 
It could be. It could be. There's the ice machine. Oh yeah, open a, here it's, for it's, ice. It's a, it's a hotel. There's no doubt. Is he on travel? He must be. He's I, in a hotel room. He's room one twenty. Okay, there we go. This is like playing a video game, a very it boring is. video game. It's like Wolfenstein, but I'm just waiting <laughs> for the bosses. Michael the boss Stein, one. we're getting him to his room. Room one fifteen. <laughs> Oh, it's got Use the key. Use the key. And oh, oh, there's wow. the generic hotel pictures. Yeah, which are heavily. Uh, and the game oh, is on the TV. It's got the TV on. Oh, look at that. Oh, the game the is game on. on. It's a game, a college game. And he must be getting ready. Travel for work. Oh, got it's got to be either. Yeah, I got the MacBook or Franken Mac. Is that I might be Franken Mac, or it could be his work rep Mac. Uh, it might be his work one. Yeah, if you're on travel, it's his work one. That's what I'm figuring. So he's gonna be calling in to us <laughs> again. Oh, is that was that you or was that him? Oh, here he is again. Yeah, I think he just he just logged into the PC now. One minute. one minute. Okay. <laughs> I need to change my socks too. Uh, and there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the pre show is going to be. <laughs> Welcome to a very special late night QRM. Starring Joel, Barry, and Michael, the virtual principal. Tonight, air conditioners out, stoves on. Watson may be in the Guinness Book of World Records, and Mount Monadnock is now the most climbed mountain in the world. All that and more on this special late night QRM. And now, Digitally gathering to watch Joel get a bus door slammed in his face. Here's Joel, Barry, and Michael. Welcome everybody to Late Night QRM show number 222 from the Monadnock region <laughs> in southwest New Hampshire where it's the first day of October. And the leaves are, they are a-changing. I'm Barry J. And from the Crotchet Mountain, South Central, New Hampshire, this is Joel. And from a motel room somewhere on the outskirts of Marquette, Michigan, it's a palindromic wonder. This is Michael, the virtual youper at a medical conference. <laughs> Ah, yes, it is. Okay, so let's first of all find out what uh, Joel and I are drinking. All right, play. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch, what happened? <laughs> Hang on. 
Oh, I know it. No, that's not it. Okay. And my remote control is not working. Let's try it here. Now, now everybody's died. So until our tears are dried, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink it once again. Hey. Hey. And since Michael is drinking nothing, because... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking coffee from this morning. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> also known like, as asphalt sealant. That's <laughs> all I got to work with. What can I say? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm having a yabba dabba do. Uh, for those who forget what, what that, that is, that's Mountain Diet Mountain Dew with vodka. Oh, a- absolute oh. vodka. So you can get absolutely yabbed. Um, <laughs> and I am <laughs> drinking. Because uh, while running out for our podcasting supplies today, I thought, ooh, this looks nice. Blackberry brandy and ginger ale. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it was funny. I saw a commercial for ginger ale on TV, and I said, you know, I haven't had ginger ale in, like, forever. Uh-huh. And Marie goes, well, I got some up on the shelf. I said, yeah, you don't have diet ginger ale, though, right? And she goes, no. no. So. <laughs> <laughs> then you won't be having any tonight either. I won't be either. having that. <laughs> so. As he shoves in a handful of candy corn. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> All right. So uh, that brings us to days of our lives. Oh, freaking things not. Remote's not working. <laughs> Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Oh, what happened? And it cut out. <laughs> We're gonna have to play it again. <laughs> like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. I know why it did that. Because I killed the remote control, and when I killed the remote control, it killed it. <laughs> Ain't technology wonderful? That's missed the old switches. Ah. Now I have to switch back over to... The thing with the thing. The thing with the thing. Let me check something. Is this working now? In the morning! Remote control back and... Um, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm first in Days of Our You're Lives. You're first! And yes. it's October 1st, and it's yes. been getting, uh, the temperature has been dropping. I've actually worn a light jacket to work in the morning this past week, and um, needless to say, today the air conditioners came out, and the stoves got turned on. Woo! It Autumn is, a, is here. It is officially fall and the cold season. Yes, it is. And, and uh, thank God, no bugs. I was getting a little sick and tired of the darn black flies and the skeeters. And the, and with the colder weather also can't, comes rain. We're finally getting rain in this area because we've yeah. been in a drought all summer long. And uh, Like most of the country, it's, it's, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I don't want to step on your toes, but I'm going to. The, as far as the drought thing, yeah, it was, uh, I, you know... I kept, you know, we all talked about it. You already looked at, you know, the news, you look at the, the rainfall amounts and 
you sit there and go, you know, I look out the window and you know, I can damn near hear the lake, uh, Greg Lake <laughs> from yeah. the house. And, I, and I'm thinking, well, I'm worried about it. And I know my well gets fed from somewhere that's feeding that lake, but I'm still worried until you look at, I have friends out in Las Vegas and the drought out there is just, I got friends in Vegas and I got friends in, in Texas. And they're, I mean, you talk about scary low water quantities. Um, so, yeah, it's, I'm glad we're getting the rain. Well, I will hope say, they get some too. I will, I will say, as far as Las Vegas is concerned, mm-hmm. it is in the desert. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So, but, I have yeah. used that very same argument when I'm talking. I'm like, dude, man, water. Can't wash my car. Can't do. Can't water the lawn. I'm like, water the lawn, dude. You got no dirt. All you got sand. <laughs> you got. <laughs> What's his name? Remember <laughs> Sam Kennison? The... Sam Kennison's yeah. line. Because you know they keep showing all these people. You know, kids with flies all over them and stuff, sitting in the desert. And it's Starve, like... Starving to death in the desert. Yeah, sorry, Move. He goes, yeah, we have deserts too. We don't live in them. (laughs) (laughs) You have to sit there and shake your head and just go, well, you you have to kind of look at it as, well, if you're going to choose to live, build a house in the desert, water is going to be an issue. That's what makes it a desert. (laughs) You've got to be handy with finding water. But, yeah, I know what you're saying, though, because we're always, my my wife is yelling at me all the time, turn it off. Because I, I usually, you know, I go to the kitchen sink, I turn the water on, I leave it on while I'm doing it. Turn it off in between. You never, you know, we don't know how much yeah. water's there. I said, yeah, I guess you're right. I said, we've never, yep. we've never run out of water here, but um, there's always a first time. So. Yeah, it's true, and you don't ever, you hope you never find out about, right? You know, get to that first time, but yeah, yeah it's it, an ounce of prevention's pound of cure kind of thing. And it's for the so first time, I, like, when you had the past couple of days we've had where it's been raining off and on one of those kind of dank, drizzly days. And, and it's usually, you know, if it was a normal year, we'd, you'd be sitting there, oh, man, when's it going to stop? This is horrible. It's depressing. Mm-hmm. Every time I see it now, I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please <laughs> let this happen for the rest of the week. I'd be very happy yes. to see this happen for yes. the rest of the week. <laughs> nice nonstop rain. Yeah. Steady, just keep on raining for about seven, eight days, and yeah. and you start to feel a little bit better about water tables. Yeah, yeah. Last night it was pouring when I went to bed at the wee hours of the morning. It was pouring outside. It was nice, nice, nice sound to hear. And it's nice and cool too. So yeah. it's you know it's it, it could be borderline. One would say, well, it feels a little raw because it's rainy and cold, but but it feels good because you can still enjoy. Throw a jacket on. Be out in the cold rain, if you will. And again, I keep circling back, but you're not being, you know, bombarded by B fifty two style size mosquitoes. Yeah. 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 All the all the bugs are gone. This is my favorite yeah. time of year for up in New England. No bugs, oh, God, yeah. cool weather, pretty leaves. Yep. So, yep. The only time it starts to kind of suck a little bit is when you gotta do the daylight savings and set the clock uh, yeah. uh well, spring uh, fall back and then you're like, Oh shoot, I just lost an hour of daylight. That's November, though. I, I, I that's the other thing I've noticed, though, because you know when fall comes, all of a sudden I the morning light because you know I wake up. Of course, you guys used to get up a lot earlier, but uh, I I wake up at five thirty, and in the summertime I'm waking up and it's daylight out, but now it's dark. <laughs> and yeah, I, it's 
dark when I get up. And also, I'm hitting the, uh, it's getting, it's dark when I get home, too, now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it starts off. Dark there, dark home. Yeah. So I'm glad I got the clip-on type sunglasses now, because I start off leaving work for home, and, and I'm, I'm wearing the sunglasses because, well, yeah, the sun, the giant ball of light is staring right into my windshield um, <laughs> for part of it. And then all of a sudden, it kind of gently goes down and down and down and, and clips come off and, and I drive the rest of the way home in the dark. So, yeah. But, uh, yep. So it is fall. And uh, because it's fall, last weekend uh, was the annual uh, Chester, Vermont Fall Festival. So, Amory, uh-huh. I don't ask me how we started doing this, but we've been doing it for like five or six years now. We go up to it, and it's it's nothing huge. I mean, it's just you know your typical fall festival. But we went one year. I think we stumbled a, a, across it by accident the first year, and uh, we just thought it was fun. And so every year, it's kind of like a tradition. We go up there and uh, go to the Chester. Uh, Fall festival, and then uh, usually um, um, on on a normal year, we would uh, then continue to go on up to the um, Vermont Country Store in uh, Western Vermont and to have a visit there. But uh, a couple weeks before, we were just up at the uh, what I call the fake Vermont Country Store because there's two <laughs> there's two Vermont Country Stores. There's the original one in Weston. And mm-hmm. then there's this other one, and I forget what town it is, in, but it's pretty much right along um, I-91. And you know they put it down there because it's a tourist attraction, but it's a modern, it's, it's, it's not yep. the original buildings, you know, that are interconnected as they grew and everything. But they made it kind of look like that with this modern building. And it's got the same stuff in it, but it's, it's the fake Vermont Country Store. So. <laughs> but we mm. had just been there, and I said, well, do we really want to drive all the way up to Weston since we already saw all the stuff <laughs> in the fake yeah one. good point you know? so we ended up turning around we, we stopped at allison's on the way home which is a uh, um, apple orchard which is right the other thing to do this time of year is go pick apples and and get pumpkins so we did that. yeah and uh so yes we are definitely into the fall but joel Yes. Well, I basically, what have I got going on here? We had a really cool event, which I wish I could have attended today. uh, But my beautiful bride and uh, Mr. J.H. Watson uh, went to the Budweiser factory where there was a um, Wags to Whiskers event, (laughs) which is in its base. It's It's an event. Where actually, well, Watson, we adopted Watson. He was a rescue from the uh, Amarillo, uh, Texas Animal Rescue, mm-hmm. where dogs are brought up from Texas to be uh, adopted into good homes by families here in New England. And the Wags to Whiskers was aiming at, there is a, a record in the Guinness Book of World Records for the simultaneously simultaneous brushing of dog's teeth, dog for three <laughs> minutes. That's mm-hmm. currently held in Japan, where they had, I think it was two hundred and forty dogs, all in one place, simultaneously getting their teeth brushed. 
and it made a world record. Well, the uh, Wags to Whiskers uh, put on this event to try and beat that world record held by Japan here in Merrimack, New Hampshire at the Budweiser plant. And lo and behold, there was over 350 dogs present. And now the official records won't come in for about seven weeks from the Guinness Book people. But it looks like they will take the, the, the world record for um, uh, cumulative number of dogs in one area, all getting their teeth brushed for three minutes at the same time. So uh, Watson will be a Guinness Book world record holder. Wow. Cool. Does he get his name in there? Yeah, he gets his picture and his name in there. Wow. In the Guinness Book. Yep. Oh, you're going to have to so get that it, one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's they, they go in and take pictures of all the dogs, and and then uh, like, uh, from what uh, Debbie was saying, it was a huge turnout. Just people, all, people all, uh, and that was a conservative number, three fifty, probably closer to four or five hundred wow. dogs that were there. Yeah, and that was in the pouring down rain today, and everybody was out there, and they put them in grids mm-hmm. of uh, blocks of fifty. 50 dogs and owners per grid and however many grids until they filled them all up. Uh, they all, they all wear bibs like for, you know, doing the, you know, uh, different runs, you know, a 5k. Yep, yep, well, Watson has a bib that he wore and he was number nine out of like whatever, 450 some odd dogs that were there. He was number nine. Wow. He was registered early. Wow. That is early. Wow. And he also, yep. And, um, he also got a, a separate bandana cause he's an alumni. Because he is part of the rescue, uh, the Alamo uh, Animal Rescue League, which, so there was very few, very few of the alumni that were there this year, she said. There wasn't a lot of the green bandanas, but there was a number of them. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he's awesome. So uh, it's, a, it's a cool thing, you know. It was, uh, I wished I could have attended this. this yeah. It was a whole lot of standing and a whole lot of walking. Uh-huh. And for all those who've listened to the past shows, uh, I'm a far cry from standing and walking for hours on end mode with uh, blown out back. So, um, next year, <laughs> next year, yeah, be all fixed up by then. Yeah, and besides, there's you know they have they were celebrating Oktoberfest there too. Uh, so, you know. damn, I should have brought a folding chair and a <laughs> frosted mug. You go out and brush your teeth. I'll be here. <laughs> I'll brush my teeth with beer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, speaking of teeth. Oh, Uh what a segue. Wow. (laughs) Charlie slid right in third. Charlie uh, had an appointment with the vet. I I don't think I talked about this last time. Uh, Maybe I talked it. Huh? Yeah, you did. You mentioned it uh, briefly. Did I did I did I say he he had the appointment or that he had it done? I forget. It's been you know, it's been crazy. Well, one 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 of the last po- older podcasts you mentioned he had it done, and then you mentioned I think it was in our last one yeah. that it's looking like he may need to have some more come out. Okay, yeah, that's what I, I, I thought. I concur with that. It was okay. That's what I thought. Well, he had it done. He is now the only teeth he has in his mouth are are his front incisors. Uh, the, they left those, but all, he's lost all his molars and everything. And he's, uh, he's quite the happy cat actually right now. You may think, uh, <laughs> he, he wouldn't be, but apparently they were really bothering him because, uh, he's got extra energy now and, uh, 
And, of course, they had him on a painkiller for some time and uh, antibiotic. But the painkiller made him extra lovey-dovey. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he was coming up and he was rolling, run, run, rubbing up against you. And he would jump up on the bed and Emery would be in bed and, and he'd go up and he'd, he'd put his paw up on her neck. <laughs> and then he'd start licking her around her ear, you know. And she goes... At first, I thought there was a man coming up. He goes, and I look over, and it's Charlie. (laughs) 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 But but he's doing okay. He's quite well. His his bites don't hurt quite as much now because, uh, you know, most of it's gum. Uh, (laughs) Yes, yes. He is very gummy. He's back to attacking my arm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, but that's okay. That that means that's good. That means his teeth aren't hurting and. Everything seems to be healing well, and uh, he's doing quite well. So, just awesome. thought I'd finish. That's the end of that story. Charlie is uh, pretty much uh, toothless, except for his front incisors, which are the ones that hurt the most. But uh, <laughs> yeah, ne- next will be Kitty Cat Dentures yeah, story yeah. at eleven. Yeah. So, so that uh, takes it down to speaking of uh, vet appointments, Joel. Yes. Well, uh, shut up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, as it turns out, I guess I have to go to be seen by the vet. No, actually, um, again, recapping real quick. Backs out, screwed up, blah, blah, blah. Saw the doc. Doc said, okay, here's what we're good, going to do for the next step. Yeah, after three months of pretty much not being able to do anything. I mean, up to and including the fact that... Um, you don't really realize just how much you take for granted being able to stand up in the bathroom in front of the mirror and shave. And if you got to a point where you couldn't shave your face the entire time without your back screaming so bad that you had to sit down, then you really get an appreciation for being able to do it without your back hurting. Well, that's where I'm at. You know, this, well, for those that uh, who, who I've met, they know I, uh, I sport the wonderful hairstyle of no hair. Meaning it takes a little bit longer to shave, shave your head, shave your face. But um, the doc says, we're going to have you see one of our other doctors here in the, in the practice. And what I get to look forward to are nine, nine injections directly in the spine, starting at L2-3 and working my way south. Uh, I guess they're working their way south. All at the same time or is this and, going to be over time? One sitting. Ooh. Okay. So they use really a fluoroscope local for that either. <laughs> well, they, well, they actually, bit, they, yeah, they give you a local to numb all the areas. Yeah. And as I had said to uh, to my doctor, excellent, fantastic doctor at the uh, uh, Neurospine Institute in New Hampshire, Doctor Jenkins. Thanks, Anne Marie. Um, <laughs> He, uh, as I had said to him, well, sir, you know, we're going to give this a try and hopefully it will work because the very last thing you want to do is have to go for back surgery naturally. If you can find a, another way to get the, the spine to heal. Um, I said, but one of two things is going to have to happen before these injections can actually, uh, be performed. This, this, this procedure can be performed. One, someone's going to give me a prescription of Valium. Because I am real comfortable with nine needles being shoved in my spine. Or B, I'm going to come in that door shit-faced from a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Either way, I'm not going to care. <laughs> <laughs> Can they do that? Can they get, put you on Valium for the shots? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, they good. actually do that. They give you a prescription and uh, you take it just before you, you know, whoever drives you to the appointment. And and uh, that way I can sit in the car. And when I go in there, I won't mind when they sit there. Okay, you know, it is a you know it's a medical procedure to, yeah. done in an operating theater. And uh, then they have a constant X-ray on your back, and I guess that's how they look in the, in the screen at the X-ray where the needle is actually going in. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, as weird as it sounds, I'm really looking forward to trying something because what I got going on right now just ain't working. So, yeah. And uh, that's Good. next. Uh, the preliminary uh, appointment is next week. So, Ooh. I'm excited. That's me going to the vet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 righty then. And uh, just uh, you know, we talk about Zenny all the time like they're a sponsor. Zenny uh, <laughs> Optical. Yeah, because... Joel introduced us to Zenny Opticals, and now I'm a, uh, well, I'm going to be a three-time customer, because <laughs> this week I placed my order for yet another pair of Zenny glasses. Um, these these are my expensive glasses now. Uh, well, I used to pay like $750, close to $800 for a pair of glasses like this. It was, uh, the bill came to a whopping uh, $244. And, and that was with you know uh, yeah, delivery. All purchase. yeah, nice. that's 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 nice. That makes classes affordable again. Yeah, yeah. So I got another pair of progressives with the whole works. That way I have two two pairs of progressives, uh, a backup pair and one that I wear, which is uh, always good to have, uh, considering that when I take my glasses off, I'm as blind as a bat. So. <laughs> you see the perk in having a spare pair. Yeah, yeah, it's it's always good to have a spare pair, and usually, kind of when I travel, I I take a spare pair of glasses with me because you never know. And mm-hmm. uh, I sometimes just you know, when when they're not in the suitcase, they're in my car. I I keep them in the car because yep. God forbid if you're somewhere and you lost your glasses or they broke, and how do I get home? You know. I yeah. have, sun, I, have I have prescription sunglasses too, so I, I I wouldn't be I could get home. So, but it's always nice to have another pair. And Zenny Zenny came through again, so looking nice. forward to getting nice. those. Yeah, I uh, I have to say I'm. I was we were talking about it in the in the pre-show where I was uh, getting ready to do the same thing, place an order for my son, new pair of glasses. You know, get, take him to the optometrist, get his eye prescription, and then when they try and escort you into the the glasses i call it the glasses hall of fame where they say hey why don't you try these frames on try these frames on let's sell you some glasses at an exorbitantly overpriced glasses mm-hmm. and uh you can say nope we're good thanks and they always get that look like damn it they discovered zenny <laughs> zenny actually has commercials now on tv yeah. which I, I, I when i saw the first one i'm like no i don't want anybody to know about my secret because the prices will go up Hey, look at those! Look at those frames. You're charging two fifty for them. I I saw them on Zenny for sixteen ninety five. Exactly the exact same friggin'. Look, we have you know people say, well, these are the custom new in style fashion Ray Ban blah 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 blah. And you go, oh, all right. And then you bring up ZennyOptical dot com on your iPhone or or on your smartphone and go, wow, look, they got the same ones there for twenty bucks. <laughs> huh? Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yep, they're good. So, Michael. 
Yes, and speaking of that, by the way, I hopefully will be going into my optometrist and pick up the replacement lenses to update my uh, prescription. And then I will be paying a visit to my first visit to Zenny. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, take a picture of yourself without your glasses on and, and upload it because that's how you try them on. Okay. That's oh, a good I job. I will remember that. It does a it, good it, job it, at doing And it. it's awesome. It, it, it's so freaking cool. Yeah. It, you know, it, <laughs> but, you know, it was my, my son's picture on there. Then he puts on his glasses so he can actually see the screen. And he just, I mean, what do I look like with these shapes? Nope. What about these? Nope. These, maybe. These, no. And there's like, oh, I don't know. What, what would you say, Barry? 500 different frames oh, to choose from. Yeah. There's a ton of frames. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Michael. Okay. So, well, <laughs> sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. I was, so. was mid sip. <laughs> sorry. No, no. So, uh, um, but yeah, a couple of things at the end of the, of the days of our lives, and the reason why I'm not quite on top of my game tonight to become a parent in the second uh, subject. But uh, just real quick, uh, the attic, 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 toy boat. I have no podcasting supplies, and I still can't talk. So there. That's the problem. Uh, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyhow, the attic project update for the Studio V move um, is progressing, but. Uh, we are not done clearing out the area at the top of uh, the garage there, and we get a little. We were getting a little uptight about that towards the end of this week, when I called my general contracting friend. He says, "Well, oh, geez, I'm still a week out." Uh, oh, okay, good. Actually, because we're not done yet. Because you know we're sorting through stuff that goes back to you know like first and third grade with the kids and stuff, and, and you know we're moving it, but we're also picking you know what's got to go, and you don't want to rush for that stuff. Of course. And by well, Joel, you probably didn't see it, but I know Barry probably did. Uh, you know, I finally let go of my. Uh, it was tough, but the 256k RAM upgrade <laughs> kit for my PC. God, <laughs> Joel sold it too. Kirk, <laughs> Still in uh, the uh, oh, I have God, some that of was, that. Yeah, I might need this. Up, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that was to upgrade my. Uh, um, Heath Zenith Z148 uh, IBM PC compatible. But Michael, that I originally bought with 64K. Yes. My, I gotta say, when you when you when you're going through old stuff and you and you you, you come across that, doesn't that bring back memory? Oh, oh, I'm a little slow on that. <laughs> oh, memory. Just like my friend at the conference this morning said. Actually, it was yesterday at lunch. He goes, "Yeah, I'm at the Holiday Inn, but my room is totally gross." I go, "Really? Yeah, it's 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 totally gross. It's room 144, and nobody else at the table got it." Oh, what happened? Oh, damn it! <laughs> damn it! Hang on, <laughs> my remote went out again. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of conference, yes, that was the un, was the planned unplanned thing that came up this week. I knew there was a conference coming up. I've been asking for the information on it and registration information for the last six weeks. I got it last Friday, and uh, I had to uh, get authorization to go and then call. The conference started on Thursday. I got the authorization by Wednesday, so I'm calling the conference on Wednesday afternoon for registration that you're not supposed to fax in and they don't take credit cards and say, can I still register? <laughs> you know, 
you guys didn't get me any information and they, 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 they knew it too. They're like, Oh no, you can still come to the conference, but we need your registration like in an hour. Okay. And here's the facts to give out to anybody. <laughs> I'm like, Oh great. So I got to figure out, you know, I, there's no way I could do all four days of the conference, but I had to do three. Plus there was this other little issue. I said, well, I'll send in the registration after I find out if I can get a hotel room. She goes, Oh yeah, actually there's a couple of events in town and everything's sold out. Uh, so I thought, well, okay, well, if you get my registration form, that means I found a hotel room. So I thought about it, and I actually used to do microwave installs in this area. We would use, well, not here, but south of here, like two or three-hour drive south of here. And instead of making another three-hour drive north back up to Copper Harbor, I would stay in the Marquette area. And there's a hotel here called Value Host. And uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't show up on any of the radar, you know, hotels.com and stuff like that. But it's your very, it's a very basic hotel. And uh, Joel before was saying, well, just take something out of the mini bar. There is no mini bar. <laughs> yeah. I there's, got no, there's no coffee pot in the room. There is a good TV. Uh-huh. But the place has been remodeled. It's very, very clean. But I mean, you go up to the, right down to the, uh, you know, like the heating, air conditioning in here, all that's all really state-of-the-art. But you go up to the front desk, and you ask for your reservation, and she pulls that card file box out and pulls out your card. <laughs> and I'm, it's still the case. The video you sent, it looked like a very nice, the, the hallways were clean and yes. nice, and the room looked excellent. So, But my entire bill for the weekend is less than one night at some of the other hotels here in wow. town that are people are getting hotel rates or conference rates for. You shouldn't have given wow. the name out. Oh, no. <laughs> nah, none of, yeah, none of them are listening to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, by then it's going to be over. But, yeah, no, it's, I, th- I think it's, uh, with tax, I think it's 70 bucks a night. Wow. Jeez. Wow. That's nice. Can't beat that. And no. that's, that's in a town where everything's sold out. I mean, the, they're paying almost $160 a night at the Holiday Inn Express here in town right now. Wow. And the prices go up from there. So, no. Very, very pleasant people working here. The place is very clean. Um, I'm sitting in a very comfortable recliner that I'm sure is fake leather, but it's still very comfortable. I don't care. (laughs) And I'm here for this conference, as I said, at the last second. So that's why I'm doing the the show tonight from a hotel room. I don't do that very often anymore. That's right. It came came as a surprise to us because we didn't get your message this morning, but that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, your first surprise was is when Skype screwed up, and yeah. I'm driving back from a restaurant after having dinner with a, a very good old EMS friend of mine, and uh, you couldn't hear me. You didn't even know I had joined the call, and I'm I'm yelling at the phone, and finally, <laughs> uh, I thought, well, maybe they can see the camera if I turn it on. So we were playing charades as you were trying to figure out where I was, what I was driving. Yeah. <laughs> It was like Wolfenstein with Michael and no monsters. Is Copper Harbor? No, wait a minute. That's a stoplight. There's no stoplights anywhere near Copper Harbor. There's traffic. <laughs> There's traffic. It can't be Copper Harbor. Right. Was, uh, is he in the Jeep? Is he in the Is he in the family truckster? What is it? I don't know. <laughs> As I said uh, in the pre-show, it was uh, it was the most boring video game ever. <laughs> first person, first person non-shooter. <laughs> But, uh, it's a hotel. I can see the corridor. There's the ice <laughs> machine. 
That was funny. Uh, <laughs> he was giving way, us Chris hints. <laughs> All right, shall we go on to the next segment? Which Are we is... saying, Michael? I, I said, by, by the way, way Chris, Chris says hi. Oh, hey. Oh, hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. She Chris? messaged back. Said, I, I, since I was late coming back from dinner, I told her I would call her after the show. So she oh. said, say hi to the guys. Okay. Well, hi, Chris. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she'll hear that. Well, she'll three hear weeks. that. Like, you know, it's by three, Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Lucky. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go on to our next segment. It's not breaking news because, well, you know, it happened a long time ago. It's broken news. Broken news. Live from the QRM studios in beautiful Jeffrey, it's Broken News. That beginning is never the same. That's all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, this just in about a week ago. Um, it's official. Mount Monadnock in Jaffrey, New Hampshire, is now the most climbed mountain in the world. Dun, dun, Polite dun. <laughs> yes, it finally beat Mount Fuji. For years, it has been the second most climbed mountain in the world, and... I don't know what the date was because, uh, well, frankly, somebody at work told me that they just read that, and I haven't looked it up yet. So, <laughs> this is hearsay yeah. news. <laughs> hearsay news. It might be real. It might be bullshit. But, you decide. Uh, no, I think I think it's probably per- <laughs> per- pretty. I, I'm pretty sure it is because it's a hell of a lot easier to climb Mount Monadnock than it is Mount Fuji. I've and and I, the airfare is a lot cheaper. I've seen both. <laughs> In person, and uh, mm-hmm. well, I see one every day, uh, but uh, <laughs> and the other one, seen it many times. Um, but um, yes, so that's that. Uh, well, for us, it's it's a good thing. So I'm sure they'll be changing the sign soon. Most climbed mountain in the world. Anyway, they'll be, okay. had, they'll be adding all kinds of street lights to the town and slowing down your commute because all the tourists and the influx of people. So, so what happened uh, in the past couple of weeks? Placed right over that one. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you could have done with it anyway, but oh well. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was thinking ahead, which isn't something I normally do. So I probably. <laughs> uh, in the past two weeks, uh, we had our first presidential debate. I wasn't going yes. to watch it, but Amory does a political podcast, so she was watching it, and she says, "Oh, you got to see this." And so I said, "Ah, oh, jeez." Well, I was playing paying bills at the time, so I said, "Okay," because um, I was watching, trying to catch up on shows, but paying bills and trying to catch up on shows don't work. So I said, "Okay, I'll put stupidity stuff in the background," and and. Uh, pay bills so I don't have to pay attention and so I ended up watching um, all but the, I think the first 20 minutes of it and uh, my my opinion and it is an uh, opinion because I, I do have this thing with uh, and, and this isn't just politics 
I, I, I've been having discussions at work with people about journalism, and I said, we don't have journalism anymore. We have opinion. That's all Ooh. we have. It's, there's no journalism. Journalism um, doesn't use adjectives, doesn't use adverbs. It reports the news as factually as it can. That's the way it used to be done. Um, and I have an example of that with, with actually even a tech thing. You know, the whole Samsung Note 7 thing. Um, yep. They, they, there was three, three articles about the recall and how the recall was going. And the first one said Samsung has um, uh, 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 recalled and uh, distributed um, a million uh, phones by such and such date. And another one was something similar to that. And then, and I'll say it, The Verge want to call that a news organization they they just put samsung only only replaces a million phones so far only you know everybody else uh -huh. just reported the fact but the fact that they put the word only in there well you just you just made that opinion uh-huh so so and, and you can look at that at any story you read about one third of the story is correct and you have to weed that out from 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 the opinions, you know. So, right. um, and, and of course, this one with the debate, I look at it this way: I don't think it changed anybody's minds. I think the people that are going to vote for Trump are still voting for Trump. People that are voting for Hillary are still voting for Hillary. I don't think it changed anybody's minds, and it was um, well. It's hard to tell whether that was South Park or the South Park episode I was watching was South Park. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my opinion about how <laughs> how the first presidential debate went. So um, another thing that was kind of a tragedy, but also still a mystery, is uh, there was a, a a big train crash in New Jersey. Um, the train didn't stop and. Uh, just ran into the uh, terminal building, and uh, they're trying to figure out what was going on. The engineer is still alive. He didn't really get hurt very much. One woman died, and there was a lot of injuries from this. And uh, so they're still investigating what the hell happened because, you uh -huh. know, even if the guy wasn't paying attention or what, you know, um, they have a dead man switch, what they call the dead man switch in all these trains. So I think it's a button that has to be pushed every 30 seconds. So, But it actually right. was accelerating as it was coming into the uh, uh, into the uh, terminal. And, uh, yeah, it just went up over the stop and went right into the, the end of the uh, terminal a little bit. So Derailed uh, itself, too. Well, the yeah, obviously, yeah, because, you know, it did eventually come to an end and all the other cars went zigzag. But it, we're lucky more people didn't get killed. Right. From that. It was it was because it was during that, that rush hour. So the trains were full. The yeah, I mean, full. that that is a catastrophic uh, reverse engineer situation to investigate because, you know, it was accelerating, not decelerating. The dead man switch didn't work. From what I had read about it, um, and see, it, it really, really—I mean, it, you know—they're going to have to flor uh, forensically dismantle what they can to try and find out what in the hell failed because it had to be a series of systems that failed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and they're not—they're not 
saying too much right now. Luckily, I guess, yeah, well, luckily for him too, but the the engineer is, is alive and able to talk, and he's already talking to investigators, but they're not releasing that information yet. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see uh, just what well, happened what I'm- there. What I'm hoping for, you know, obviously is that the truth of the matter comes out and then it, it isn't a, uh, a spin doctor scenario where, you know, the rail lines are looking for someone to blame kind of scenario. Um, I, I, cause I, I was reading up a little bit about the engineer, yeah, spotless record, regular guy. Yep. Um, you know, uh, it was like 37 years on the job, a family man kind of thing. So it's, it's, you know, I just. If a human is at fault, then I, well, I that's why I'm warning it this way. I hope the truth comes out, not yeah. what they want people to believe. Right. It, it comes out. You know what I mean? So, um, okay. So, and then the final story I have here is Elon Musk came out and he wants you to go to Mars with him. He is going to build and send out a fleet of of uh, ships that will go and try to colonize Mars. Um, uh-huh. He says uh, there, there, there is an ability to come back to Earth if you don't like it. However, he said people will take that, ten years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, people who go there should be prepared to die. You know, because it's it's not going to be easy. But uh, hey, good for him. But he says that they should be going by the year 2025 that's not too far into the future here not really and i think that's a i don't know yeah we'll see but uh it's kind of interesting it's kind of very sci-fi-ish very much so yeah so. you know so hopefully by 2025 they come up with ftl but yeah. uh, that should remain to be FTL, faster than light travel. Oh no! Well, they're not. <laughs> no, no. This is just a Mars, so it'll take them a while to get there. I think twenty twenty five is when you know the next time uh, Mars and Earth are at their closest. So it doesn't take quite as long as other times. Any idea how long it does take, though? Uh, if it's at the closest, I, thought... I think isn't it like six months? Six month trip when it's at its course. Really? Well, that ain't that ain't shit. I was thinking. I always thought it was years. No, no, no. Let me try something here. Okay. Hey Google. Oh, uh, it's okay, sleep. Google. Oh, that's it. I <laughs> want hey Siri. Okay, Google. What are you sleeping? Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, how long does it take to travel to Mars? And it says, the fastest spacecraft launched from Earth uh, was NASA's New Horizons mission. Uh, The time it would take for a probe to reach Mars is 942 hours, or 39 days. Huh. For that probe. For that probe, yeah. And and again, again, I don't know, I'm guessing. I, I know... Uh, when it's at its closest, you know, obviously it's a shorter time period, but, you know, um, when they're out in their orbits further away, it obviously takes longer to get there. Um, right. So, um, wow, yeah. cool. But uh, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, it depends on the details of the orbit that you take between Earth and Mars. A typical time... 
during Mars's closest approach to Earth every 1.6 years and takes uh, 260 days. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're saying, yeah. That's still, yeah, that's about, that's a little over six months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's closest. Of course, time may vary as uh, they move apart from each other. Um, so, okay, that's broken news. A um, lot of stuff in Geek Corner, so let's uh, let's move right into Geek Corner. They see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me. And if you're uh, had you're an ostrich and you've had your head stuck in the sand for the past uh, week or so, um, you didn't hear that the Mac OS, no longer OS 10, but Mac OS Sierra, is now out available and on my MacBook Pro as we speak. And what is how how are you finding it, sir? It's uh, so far I've really had no issues with it. And uh, it's nice. It's got a few features that I'll never use, uh, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody was excited about the tabbed, um, the, the the tabbed finder things, and I'm like, uh-huh. why would I want tabbed finder things? If I'm if I'm moving stuff from place to place, I want to. I don't want tabs because what I you know that doesn't work. I I need two windows so I can drag and drop, drag and drop. You can't drag and drop between tabs that I'm aware of. I haven't tried it really, but that's one thing people are excited about. It's like okay, that's nice. That's like having uh, a browser with lots of tabs, I guess. Right. But people are thrilled about it. The big thing was uh, for, for me anyway is uh, Siri is now on on the. Um, and I haven't played with that too much, but Siri seems to be a little different. I think I'm going to, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out a way that I can get Siri onto the show. Um, I've been trying to find out where her outputs are so I can get them, you know, I can get them onto the show. And I haven't been too successful yet. I got to research a little more, but uh, I will do that. And if not, I will. I will make a recording somehow of my interaction with Siri. She's just a little different than, well, you know, what's on the phone and stuff. So right. I'll, I'll have something about that, hopefully by the next show. So um, other than that, uh, it's running okay. It's running fine. All my all my audio hardware or software and hardware seems to be working. Um, no major issues that I can tell. Cool. Michael, have you have you upgraded anything? No, I haven't yet. I was going to upgrade one of my uh, non-critical machines earlier this week, but something else came up. But that's at the end of this segment. Yes. Stay tuned for that exciting story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so Apple or our Mac OS Siri is up and available. So far, no issues here. Um, did I put that in as a... Oh, yes. Okay. Never mind. That's a topic later down. Um, meanwhile, on the phone side, of course, we said last time the uh, the iPhone 7 came out and people are loving it. 
Um, okay. And there's tons of commercials on TV. As I as I sit here, though, and, and the biggest complaint I've heard so far with people is they're missing they're missing the the the, the headphone jack. Ah, <laughs> surprise! Yeah. So, uh, um, but uh, I'm still waiting here for uh, the Galaxy Nuke Sevens to I mean Note Sevens to uh, Nuke uh, come seven. come Oops. back out to. Uh, be be available for the general public again. So far, the recall has been su- very successful, and uh, they've uh, replaced more than a million uh, phones now. Uh, and uh, what I heard was they will make the phone available again to the general public when they hit the sixty to seventy percent replacement mark. And when that happens, uh, then they'll start selling it again, which may happen next week. Um, They already notified that uh, South Korea is, uh, actually today, South Korea was uh, putting it back on sale to the uh, the general population. So hopefully here in the U.S., um, it'll be next week sometime. Um, With that said, um, I heard rumors, and this is rumors, that uh, there was a big, there's a big shipping company, and I don't know the name of it right now, but it's the one that all the electronic companies use and um you know they ship all over all this stuff to the u.s and everything well well um uh, a couple of weeks ago they went bankrupt and that's oh, one, damn. Of, one of the issues that uh, iphone or apple was having with getting the iphone here in time and getting enough in stock is uh you know there was stuff stuck on ships uh, <laughs> with a bank bankrupt company and now Rumor is that Samsung's kind of in the same situation. So even though there's lots of phones available, whether they can get them to the stores or not is still yet to be seen. So that's I a sit, bummer. I sit and wait patiently. So uh, what know. do I do while I sit and wait patiently? I uh, I started playing with the Android development IDE, which I found the last time I played with that it was when it first came out, and it had a lot of work be done but uh, i was quite pleasantly surprised this go around with the latest and greatest it's uh it's come a long way and it's uh it's getting darn darn close to apple's uh, ide um xcode um uh so um yeah they're uh uh it's 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 now there's an easy way to develop um for android now the difference is is uh android has so many different hardware uh, things that uh, you know, platforms that you got to do with, and and because unlike Apple, Android has um, so many different versions of the operating system out there. You got to kind of pick the the one that's going to hit most phones if you're a developer, which right now right. they're suggesting is, I think, Lollipop, and you know they just came out with uh, Nougat or. Nigo, if you're European, um, uh, so so it's too behind basically. Um, what what is currently the latest and greatest? But if you if you develop your apps with just Nugo, uh, <laughs> sorry, I call it Nougat, but apparently in Europe they pronounce it differently. Uh, then uh, it's not going to work on half the phones out there, or more than half the phones. That's that's the problem with Android versus iOS. 
iOS, you know, it's out there. Well, you still have to you still have to uh, deal with older versions of iOS too, but you don't have quite the platform hardware platform diversity that you do right in Android. So, but it's fun and it, it, it's 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 just another thing to sit there and learn at night, you know, um, and play around with. So, um, other uh, other things that came out, Google came out with their their iMessage type app called Allo. Allo? Allo? And, and uh, they quietly released it like on a Wednesday night or something. I, I, but uh, I downloaded it because, well, that's what I do. I download apps and let them sit on my phone until I say, what the hell is that? Six months later. <laughs> um, but uh, so I downloaded Allo and I got to say that um, it is a work in progress, but it's not ready for prime time yet. Uh, but Google will eventually get it there. Um, it only works on phones. It only works with your phone number. So I tried to download it on my uh, Nexus 7, which is Wi-Fi only. It's not even available for that. Um, but it was really? available for my iPhone because it is cross-platform. And uh, so I downloaded I took a look at it. It does look a lot like iMessage. It has a lot of the same features. Uh, problem is, is it doesn't float from of device to device. So if you have it on multiple devices, your conversations and stuff don't flow with it. It stays on whatever device you were using at the time, which is kind of a bummer. I'm sure they'll fix that in the future. Um, The other thing they did add, which was kind of the neat thing, although that's a work in progress too, is they they put the assistant inside of it. So uh, you can actually put at Google and... Uh, you can ask the assistant questions, and it will answer you, and it, you can tell it to do things for you and things like that. That's pretty cool. Still a work in progress, though. If they if they really work on that, that could make it. Uh, well, it could make it an application to use just for that alone. <laughs> right. So, but uh, uh, Joel and I, I don't know whether you downloaded it or you were just doing it through text messaging, but uh, I, I sent him a couple messages through. Hello, and he got him, and he replied. Yep, and I actually and I got I replied him. back. I did not, and I didn't uh, download it. It would okay. just pop up a little window at the top of my uh, Galaxy, uh-huh. saying, "Hey, uh, you know, got your message." And there, there was a reply, um, reply deny, and I don't know something. Yeah. So it just hit reply, and I could type right in there without actually downloading the physical app. Oh, okay, that's good because it, it works with SMS. So, mm-hmm. supposedly, but, uh, and I guess so, there's more yeah. features if you download it. But right now, I would recommend, unless you're somebody like me who likes to play with new apps and see what they're all about, it's uh, it's a waste of time right now. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it it sounds promising, but then again, so didn't Google+, Plus G+. Plus. But um, <laughs> the idea behind it being that, uh, I mean, I know, like I texted back, I'm like, I have five different messaging style apps on here now. And uh, trying to keep track of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's sending you a message on which one? Between, you know, Xbox has a messaging service. We use Voxer. Then there's Messages. Then there's Skype. And what the hell is the other one? Um, um, uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. 
So between those, it's like, oh, who's sending me a message? And I got to, well, thankfully, the phone tells you at the very top, you know, what platform it, it's the message was sent on. But why the hell did that just make a noise? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> while I was playing, while you were talking there, I was actually in the midst of a uh, uh, playing a game called Drunken Pee and uh, on my phone. <laughs> Is that Drunken Pee or Drunk and Pee? No, drunken. D R U N K E N space P E E. <laughs> and it's available. I think it's available on the iPhone as well. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that's where I first saw it. But if you download it, you basically you're a guy who's standing in front of a commode and you're <laughs> taking a leak and you're drunk. You're drinking a Budweiser and then sort of you're trying to aim the arch into the toilet bowl and it's got a little crosshairs that's floating around because you're drunk. And then the drink button pops up, and you hit the drink button, and then it's uh, like first person, and you see the bottle come up, and your head tilt back. You see the ceiling and the walls of the bathroom, <laughs> and then he talks to you. He's like, arr, 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 and then he, and it focuses back down on the toilet bowl where you have to continually try to aim the stream in the bowl. Now, does the next round, uh, do you get to go out and write your name in the snow? Um, there might be that one. I haven't uh, gotten past level two. Because eventually okay. I end up peeing on the floor. It's really, really fun. And that's the whole point. Like, if you miss the bowl and you pee on the floor because you're so drunk, it'll say, oh, you spilt too much, start over. And then you start over. I made it to the first round, made it almost all the way through the second round. And there are other things, like, I think there is one where you have to write your name in the snow, but you're drunk. <laughs> look look for it on the uh, Google Play and the uh, App Store. I will, I will look for it. I don't have my phone drunk up here. Drunk and pee. I absolutely love, yeah, it's it's a freaking ton of fun. It doesn't cost anything. That's one thing I have to say I love about now having an Android is that there's a bajillion apps out there. And, I mean, and most, a lot of them are all free. Mm-hmm. You may have in-app purchases, but they're free. Yeah. Um, At least you can try them out. That was one of the you things. You can try them out. You're right. Yeah. You can play with it and go, yeah, this sucks. And just, whoop, delete it if it's no good. Or if you like it, keep playing it or buy the new levels or whatever. Apple's finally gotten into that. They they always have their light programs now, and if if you they let you try it, and if you like it, then you can you can buy the app, and sometimes you can just do it in 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 app purchase of it, or you can right. go and get the the full version of it from the thing. Um, I guess Android's always had that, and it's kind of nice because there's some apps out there. I said, yeah, I want to try that first before I spend some money on it. You know, just to yeah, make sure. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's that's, that's cool. Drunken pee. Drunken pee. I'm gonna look for that. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're sitting in the doctor's office in the waiting area, waiting mm-hmm. to be called back, you know, to be seen by the doctor, uh, it's a heck of a good time killer. <laughs> sitting there trying to, and the thing is, it uses the gyroscope in your phone, <laughs> so you have to put the phone forward that you get the crosshairs to stay in the toilet bowl, yeah. and you actually see the active yellow stream. Yeah. arcing its way in there and you tilt the phone to make sure you keep the crosshairs in the bowl Jeez. Uh, speak, of speaking of the using that uh and this isn't a topic but and of course joel you probably haven't seen it because they're on facebook i i, I haven't seen them anywhere but michael have you seen some of the the movies people are posting now um they're like th- um, they're filmed with 360 cameras and they got it set up so that uh, if you move your camera around, or if you move your phone around, 
in a circle or move it up and down just holding it you, you it moves the position of the what you're seeing in the in the movie and stuff and they they did one somebody posted of um a, a person taking a ride in a um fighter jet that was launching from an aircraft carrier and that was cool because you could sit there and you're looking right out the cockpit and then you could move over and look at the side you could look up you could look down behind you really? said, this is really cool technology but i've only seen it in facebook that's i know it's it's the type of picture it is but i've only seen them in facebook so far i'm sure they're available somewhere else but it it really is pretty cool with these new 360 cameras that are coming out now so check it out if you uh want to see something kind of interesting so michael yes tell us How's your MacBook Pro? Oh, how's your MacBook Pro doing? Weren't you going to talk about MacBook? your Bluetooth, or did you? Oh, you know what? I missed that. Let me. Yeah, that's a quick story. I, I was, you know, I have a Magic Mouse, and it's very comfortable. It took my, it, it solved my trigger finger problems. We've discussed that uh, to a, a nausea uh, <laughs> before, um, but uh, my finger is no longer bent. It's perfectly straight, and uh, uh, because I use the Magic Mouse. Um, but anyway, um, lately, um, my magic mouse kept losing connection. It was getting very annoying. And it's like, I replaced the batteries once and it was still losing connection. I said, ah, what is going on here? Is this thing dying on me or whatever? So I did the usual search and then it, somebody finally said, oh, they didn't give a reason why, but they said, you got to do uh, the EEPROM reset on your, your, your MacBook Aww. Pro, you know, reboot it with the, uh, Option command PR keys hit, and that'll reset it, and that should make the problem go away. So I said, okay, I'll try anything because it's getting worse and worse. And I did that, and the problem went away. So I don't know what happens in that EEPROM, but it fixed it. And I'm just going to say it worked. I'm happy. My magic mouse is back, and uh, I'm able to use it, and my fingers stay their nimble selves. Oot. So so now, Michael. Okay, so while you're doing that, I also did a very important uh, background search. Mm -hmm. And on the Apple iOS store, there is toilets, pee drunk. There is pee careful. And there is pee in the dark. So <laughs> we'll have to do some research on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll have to get my iPhone and find out where, where I had drunken pee. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, as I mentioned, I was planning on going with uh, one of the MacBooks and putting Sierra on it earlier this week. But as I was heading out the door, and I think it was Wednesday. I was trying to think it's been a busy week. I think it was. But as I, I think it was heading out the door Wednesday, and I looked at the MacBook that my oldest son, David, normally uses uh, when he's working for the university um, when he's home. And it was kind of sitting kind of, you know, kitty wampus on the, on the desk like, it was sitting on top of something. And I thought, well, geez, that's not its normal state of being, and I must have got something underneath it. So I picked it up and looked underneath, and sure enough, there was nothing. I put it back down, and it's rocking on two corners again. I'm like, well, this isn't right. And then I noticed that the cover wasn't shut all the way. So again, I opened up the cover to look to see, well, is there something in there? And I got, you know, what's going on here? And when I open up the cover, I see the touchpad has been pushed all the way through the case and is sticking out, mm -hmm. holding up the cover in one corner. Uh-uh. 
And thinking quickly, I think self, self, speaking in Joel terms here, um, <laughs> what's underneath that uh, touchpad? Crap, the battery. My MacBook is trying to imitate a Galaxy Nuke, apparently, except it's not <laughs> going into critical meltdown. <laughs> so I immediately, I had some place to go, but I thought, well, this is something in progress, actually. Let's just try to disarm this. So I, I flip it upside down. I take the screws out of the bottom of the case, and as I get the last two screws off, there's a little tension you know, that the case has got on. But when I pull those last two screws off, the bottom of the MacBook literally flies off, just pops right off. And the battery now immediately expands to almost, you know, one and a half times its normal thickness. I'm like, well, there's good. your problem. And I'm thinking, well, this is this is something that's going to keep getting worse here. And all, all I need is for it to short out. Uh-huh. So uh, I go to undo the screws for the battery, and it's freaking Apple security screws. <laughs> which Joel later told me was a Y1. And I'm like, well, crap. So I can't disarm this thing. I really don't feel like drilling those screws out because now I'll, you know, then I'll get particulate matter in there. And if there's any chance of saving this thing, I'm screwed. Uh-huh. So, and again, we did have somewhere to go. So I wound up just bagging it, literally, putting it in a plastic bag, putting that plastic bag in a box, putting another plastic bag around the box, taking it 20 paces south of the garage because I didn't want to burn my building down if something went wrong. And then set it up on a uh, pair of steel uh, sawhorses out in the woods, and it had been raining out. So I was like, well, this will make things somewhat safe. I then proceeded to have a conversation with Barry and Joel over uh, Voxer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thought about yeah, it overnight. And, and oh, yeah, I did have to go to town. And when I went to town, um, I did, uh, in fact, realize that, yes. Uh, one of my friends had a Y1 screwdriver, so I wanted picking up. Maybe that was that. My I picked that up Thursday. That's it. I picked that yeah, up Thursday. Yeah, the next day. And uh, and then I realized I've got a carcass of a 13-inch MacBook sitting in the office. Uh-huh. So, so what if I? You know, this is from somebody else that had brought it to me. Can you fix it? And they're like, nope. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it was really in bad shape, but the. But the case was all right, and a couple other pieces in it. And actually, the battery seemed to still be okay. So uh, over lunch hour, and that was Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So really, just the next day after thinking I was writing off this this MacBook, um, I at lunch hour took apart the the dangerous MacBook. Now that it had the Y1 head, pulled the obviously bent and broken parts out of it. Opened up the other MacBook, pulled its battery, pulled uh, parts that actually were pretty close, considering they're a couple of years apart for MacBooks, uh-huh. MacBook Pros, anyhow. Put it all back together again, stood way back, and hit the power switch. Yeah, stood with and uh, a broom, broom handle to try, hit the power button. Yeah, 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 pretty much. But uh, it came right back up. So Franken Mac has been born. Although I also got very sick that afternoon, so I'm thinking that battery. Uh, the battery continued to, to grow, by the way, when I opened up that box. Oh, that's the bags, off-gassing. Yeah, I was off-gassing. The bags were inflated. Oh, like an idiot, I didn't think 
going back to the hydrogen sulfide earlier this year, um, <laughs> I didn't think to open up all the doors in the office when I did this. Oh, so wow. I was worried about getting the battery out with gloves on so I didn't, you know, burn myself. And I got the battery out. I immediately walked it down the road to Saskatchewan back to the fire pit and put it in <laughs> the metal fire pit in case it decided to do the rest of the galaxy conversion. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, after I got the MacBook all together and I did clean it out and everything, but I didn't think about what was off gassed into the room. Uh-huh. And boy, did I get sick that afternoon. Wow. I That's got lightheaded, I had ringing t- you know, tinnitus in my ears. I was starting to have trouble thinking about what I was doing to the point where I like, hey, idiot. Sh- just supposed- no, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's <laughs> yeah, really. I think that's just old what? age, Michael. Yeah, okay. No, you gotta remember because the general store ran out of yellowtail, so you know it wasn't yellowtail. No, was doing it. That's right. No. So yeah, I did open up all the doors in the office. Went down to the fire hall. Got the air quality meter. But by the time I got back, yeah. everything was fine because yeah. I had all the doors open. And I haven't had a problem since. And the MacBook now works. But nice. you know, so I I recovered the MacBook. I made myself really really sick for a little bit. But but I have my MacBook back. So I you know, and world of geekdom. That's okay, right? Yeah, I survived. Awesome. That is awesome. I gotta tell you. With with my oh, old MacBook Pro, the uh, the old uh, seventeen inch one, um, yeah, I had two batteries go in that. Uh, the first battery popped like that, and of course, in that model, the door for the battery was part of the battery. So when the when it when the battery went, it warped the door, and um, that just had a single screw that you could pop it open. But yeah, I mm-hmm. I know what you mean when the bags expand. Um, and so I replaced that one. It cost me close to 200 bucks to get um, a replacement for it. And then finally that one went. Of course, that was after I got the new MacBook Pro. So that's just a spare one. So I never got a battery for that. Now it just uh, it's just permanently plugged in to, to AC for, for power. <laughs> right. And then right. the uh, battery is missing. It's, I've got a hollow hole at the bottom cavity yeah i got a cavity there so but uh oh yeah on geekdom by the way um toilets pee drunk is the exact same game as drunken pee okay okay for 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 those i who are using iphones going i wonder what that game was i just looked it up give it a try yeah i will give it a try so after all that was done um i still think the disk interface is wonky because um, that was wonky before this happened. But I'm actually encouraged by the fact that the disk interface cable from this other MacBook case looks like it'll fit. Now, that's, a, that's another pretty big swap out. It's not just a cable. But uh, there's actually some PC boards and stuff involved and some screws and, oh, my gosh, type locations to take <laughs> care of. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still cheaper than spending another 40 50 bucks for a disk drive cable for that MacBook. So I'm going to try that and see if, uh, see if that solves the problem. The, the hard drive I've got in there right now, um, is the slower serial IDE Uh hard drive. If I put the one in there that's supposed to be in there at the higher serial interface rate, it generates so many errors. It just errors out. Uh But if I put a slow drive in there, it still errors once in a while, but the, the CRC catches up 
we're in geek corner. I can say things like CRC and, uh, and it continues to work. And more importantly, it works fine for David when he comes home to do his university work. So I keep that thing up and going and ready for him. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Fun times, yeah. fun project, fun emergency project. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's fun to recover something like that, especially when you're talking like a $1,500 MacBook. <laughs> it's, yeah. I know it's, you know, it's not worth that anymore, but that's what it cost to get in the first place. And I really wasn't looking forward to replacing it right now. Right. But still, <laughs> when you think about the amount of use you've had on that thing and when you purchased it and stuff like that, it probably doesn't owe you anything. That's for sure. You know? No, that's a 2011 and my daily driver that, you know, my, my main machine that I keep upgrading, that's a 2010 mm. and the, and the 2009 that I originally got into Apple MacBooks with is what Chris is using as her daily driver. No, I've done some significant rebuilding in all of them, but the wow. fact that they're still up and running and going, and that was mostly, well, Chris has actually needed to be, that was another one. I took parts from a couple of machines and made work again, but, uh, my, my 15 inch, basically I just put new parts in when I need to upgrade. It's not because it's failed. Yeah. Right. Just making it better, stronger, faster, better, stronger, faster. The Steve Austin of MacBooks. Went from, went from the spin drive to solid state and added more RAM and stuff like that. Yeah, betterer. Betterer. <laughs> more betterer. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for Geek's Corner. Let's move on to our next segment Bottom Gear. Welcome to another late night cooter arm edition of Bottom Gear. I'm one of your hosts, Joel, and it looks like Michael and I both have a couple of stories to tell. Uh, I guess I'll start us off with, well, we all know the story of Rambo. Uh, Rambo. And I, I flipped the page. Oh God, where is it? Where is it? there? It is. What are you? The worst nightmare. <laughs> it uh Rambo has a unsettling hum coming from the back of the truck as we drive down the road and I thought what in the world is this noise that I'm hearing while I'm just driving now I know I got to throw a new set of sneakers on them and I was going to anyway for winter put some studded uh, winter snow tires on them about 400 pounds of weight in the bed. Good enough. It'll go wherever I want it to go. But uh, I haven't got to that point yet. And I'm thinking, well, I don't think it's the tires. I mean, I know they're pretty worn. I've, they've definitely paid for themselves. But I started to do a little bit more diagnostic listening. And I thought, oh, crap. I think the rear end might be starting to show some telltale signs of needing a rebuilt or replaced. So I just thought I'd throw that in there because it may need an assendectomy. And because uh, if, if it comes to it, I'm not going to rebuild it. I'm going to slam a whole new rear axle in the thing. Axles, pumpkin, the works. And while I'm at it, I'm going to convert it to four-wheel drive. So just thought I'd throw that out there. Let you know, here's the start of the saga. And, uh, yeah, I've already started looking for a, a beat-up, you know, uh, totaled uh, 4x4 Ram 1500. 
so I can uh, steal the tranny, transfer case, front axle, front suspension, steering uh, steering geometry, gearbox. And uh, I thought, well, if i got to put an ass end in it, I might as well stick another axle under the front and see if we can't turn it into a 4x4. Then reflash the computer and we're good to go. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about doing. Wow. Cool. Sounds like a lot of work, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. It, it, it's a ton of work. Um, but the, I'm, I'm actually, I want to do it more just to see if I can do it hmm. once I'm better, obviously. Yeah. Um, yes. you know, it's just one of those things where I, I said to myself, there's under no way is it not doable? Cause the holes are still there. Dodge, uh, puts the same mounting holes in the frame for a four by four or, uh, or two wheel drive. Mm-hmm. The holes are there either way, and I'm thinking, I just need to get another 1,500 short bed and see if I can't swap everything over about the same year. So I just got to find a wrecked one yeah. and uh, steal all the undercarriage guts out of it. So that's, that's kind of sort of what I'm thinking of doing. I thought it might make a nice project, net, you know, come uh, during the middle of winter or something there at uh, Dr. Kenny's. Keeping, you know, I'll end up buying another 4x4 for winter and see if I can convert that one over. Unless I get, I don't know. The mothership presents itself, in which case I won't. I'll just slam a two-wheel driver in. I didn't give it to my son to drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I got really going on. Everything else is knock on wood, doing good, drivable. Um, everything's drivable. It's uh, knock on wood, no problems. Cool. Nice. Michael, I see there's something here for you. Yeah, there's a couple there. A couple First there. of all, Fred. Remember Fred. I've talked about Fred before. Of course I remember Fred. Fred! So, I actually happened to bump into Fred as I was going to town to get coffee and actually stopping at a pokey stop to uh, reload uh, some of my supplies. <laughs> and Fred pulled up next to me in his pickup truck and said, Hey, Mike, come by the garage. I got something for you. And lo and behold, the repaired hydraulic pump for the Bolin's tractor was all set to bring back to the garage. Nice. So it is sitting in the garage right now with the uh, also rewelded um, input shaft for the uh, pressure plate clutch assembly. And uh, actually, hopefully this week, we're going to get started and putting this thing back together again. It's going to be a solid week of... Uh, spare time to put this thing together. And I also have to get the garage ready for the general contractor work upstairs, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get started on it because winter is coming. It's winter is coming and Fred's time is limited. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Fred's <laughs> time is limited by his wife. Uh, when the time comes and she sees the snow coming, they have a place down in the keys. <laughs> and when he comes home and finds his bags packed on the front, you know, on the on the front living room, he knows it's time to go, and there is no argument, <laughs> there is no discussion. <laughs> it's time to go. So we're going to get going on that this week. Yeah. Nice. So that's item number one. Item number two, we had talked uh, in the previous shows, or yeah, there'd be two shows ago, not including the one that hasn't been released yet. I think um, about Mark looking for vehicles. Uh, Fred's yes. involved in that too, by the way. Fred being the master mechanic that he is. Uh, we find something, we're going to have Fred look at it. I mean, That's Dad's going to look at it first to kind of weed it out, but the final test will be Fred. And uh, Mark actually is starting to really like driving that Jeep. <laughs> so 
we may actually have uh, that theme song for three vehicles. Only issue is, is that he's like, you know, Dad, I really like this vehicle, but they're not the most affordable ones out there up here. And I'm like, no, they hold their value really well in the UP because they're an ideal vehicle for the UP. But uh, <laughs> he has expanded his horizons to look for a Jeep. And he is also... Uh, a what? A Jeep. Oh, oh, a what? A Jeep. never get tired of hearing that song <laughs> no 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 but mark actually has taken your your uh, advice into consideration there joe oh re re really wow i wow i'm flattered thanks what i say the <laughs> mist, mist, mist. just say no to german automobiles oh, oh nicht, yes nine Nine Volkswagen nine Porsche shit. No, uh, shite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm glad he's taking that uh, to heart. It's it's honestly, man. For all those who don't know, of the seven listeners that we have, uh, another life a long, long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Massachusetts. Um, I started off as a specialized mechanic working on nothing but Audis, Volkswagens, and Porsches. And I can tell you, uh, having worked on at least, no word of a lie, I must have had my hands under the hood or on a th at least a thousand of them. Um, if you gave me one, I would say thank you very much. I will take that title. I will park it in a very highly traveled area where it can be seen by this at the side of the road with a for sale sign in the window because I sure shit wouldn't drive it. It will bury you in in nickel and dime costs, parts and pieces. They always do. And if I I can work on them, I and on the manuals and all that, and the parts were still ludicrously expensive for a lot of those cars until they become available in the aftermarket. And by the time parts become available in the aftermarket for a German car, well, you're usually at that point where you're starting to chase. You do it's a domino effect. You oh this module, oh then next week it's that sensor, and then oh next week it's this module, and then oh then it's that motor, and then it, it's it's not it's not pretty. Right. So I'm glad. I'm I'm really really glad that he's you know staying away from them. It's tempting. I know a lot of young guys. My son at one point was the same way. He's like. Oh, I saw this really cool souped-up Jetta with a ground effects kit lowered down, and this and that. I said, "Oh, I said basically, well, so what are you going to do when it snows?" And he goes, "Well, what do you mean?" I said, "Well, it only has about three and a half inches of freaking ground clearance on it, so <laughs> I guess you're going to plow snow with the front end until the spoiler rips off, and then it breaks." And he went, "Really?" I said, "Not smart. Winter is coming." <laughs> So, we have a theme here. So you, you, your suggestion to all the young people is America. Mer Mer Actually, no, I like Toyota the most. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. It's being <laughs> yeah. slow tonight. It's being slow. America. Okay. Yeah. I think I found some yeah, things I, I, wrong with uh, Sierra. No. 
I honestly, I can, as it was funny, I was just talking to Debbie about that too, Michael. And as I said, in my list of vehicles that I would own in the order in which I would own them. Now I like trucks. I'm a truck guy to just make more sense. Uh, for me, it's definitely, if it's gasoline, I go probably Toyota, then Dodge and then Ford. And if we're talking a diesel, then I go Dodge, um, then a Ford. And then a very, very selective Fords because a lot of them, the engines were crap. But right. yeah, it's, you know, Dodge Jeep, I'd stick with that all day long. All day long, I'd stick with them. Every machine breaks, but you don't want to go broke trying to fix it. <laughs> right, right. And they'll, then they'll just nickel and dime you to death. Yeah, it is. You, 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 and I, what makes me, I felt bad for a couple of, there's a couple of young guys that I work with. Who you know went out and they got themselves one got an Audi, another one bought a Mercedes, the other one had a Volkswagen. And before they bought these vehicles, I want to go get a BMW. Now, nice you guys, and I'm saying, I hope you got a ton of dough. And they said, Well, why is that? And I said, Because even the brand new ones rolling off the showroom floor, they start showing their telltale signs. Oh, I've seen I've seen transmissions fall out of brand new beamers three months uh, out of the showroom. And I mean, that's, you know, you, you, I said, really, really, really research. If you want to buy something that isn't going to nickel and dime you, that you want to drive forever, that sips gas, fairly cheap to fix, get yourself a Toyota. And uh, I said, they're nice cars. Well, I, you know, these guys wanted the bling. And the, I said, if you're all about the badge that's on the end of the hood, saying Volkswagen or Beamer, be my guest. But <laughs> don't say I didn't tell you or warn you because it's going to get you and it will. So congratulations, Mark. Thanks. Uh, every once in a while, something smart does come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say a little more than every once in a while. Yeah, I would time. say. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, so the, the last item on that list, by the way. Um, yeah. So uh, I've only been to a couple of these medical conferences uh, that this this particular organization puts together. Um, one of them is because it, it takes a few bucks to get together to come out down here and do this, but you can get almost a year's worth of requirements done. There's three years of training, by the way, but you can get almost a year's worth of what normal credits in a four-day weekend if you can do the whole thing. But the other issue, the reason why I don't come down here for every one of these is that it's also the same weekend as my mom's birthday. Oh. And... Yesterday was my mom's birthday. Happy uh, birthday. Happy thank birthday. you. I will pass it along to her. And I called mom and, you know, and uh, had a pretty nice conversation. And I said, oh, okay, uh, happy birthday. And I knew you were going to do this, that, and the other thing. She goes, yeah, that's going really well. And this is what's coming up. And, and told her I'd be getting down there as soon as I could. And she said, yeah, about that. I've made a decision. I said, what? She goes, I'm done driving. Hmm. She, I know it's something she'd been thinking about. And she said, you know, I've got enough family around here. I'm getting old enough. And I, she certainly knows what she's doing. And it certainly has, you know, as far as her wits about her, it's never been an issue. But she's been fighting some some medical issues that she's just make, made her concerned that maybe she sh- doesn't have the driving edge because of that. Uh-huh. So she said, no, I've got plenty of ways to get around to where I need to get to go. Um was wondering if you wanted the mercury. I'm like, wow. absolutely, Mom. I said, you know, it's going to a good home, but are you sure? And she goes, yeah, I'm sure. So 
probably the Thanksgiving trip when we go down there, but uh, this is the 19, I, I hope I'm not quoting this wrong because I don't have this, the actual information in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it's a 1997 yep. Mercury Stable. <clears throat> and it's probably, she may have put another 200 miles on it since I worked on it last. So it's probably up to about 37, maybe 37,000 miles. It still has the brake and oil in it. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much. Um, it's going to need new tires. I mean, the tires that, that are on it have oh. incredible tread, but they're probably hard as a rock. Yeah. So it's going to need new tires. I'll change all the fluids again and bring it down to my my you know friendly mechanic that does things dirt cheap and... Uh, have him check all the sensors. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be an awesome family vehicle and we'll have to come up with a name for it. So yeah. we'll start <laughs> a naming contest. Yeah. There for we a go. 1997. Yeah. And, and by we'll the way, we'll, we'll, we'll call your, 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 not the Thanksgiving trip. Okay. We won't mention that it's a Thanksgiving <laughs> Okay. Yes. It's, it's not the Thanksgiving trip. Just don't, just don't tell the family truckster. Right, it's, we, it's the we end of November happens. trip. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's the end of November trip. It's not yeah, the, the Thanksgiving trip. day. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, you know, and I think, I think it's a great idea as far as a naming contest. I mean, for I just came to the top of my mind, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, all of our cars have names. And then I was, you know, thinking, you know, Doug's got Black Beauty, his, his Hocus Pocus Focus, and, uh, uh, Jason's got the mighty Ford contour and I'm thinking all these other names. So I'm like, that's really cool. A naming contest for the sable. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Sounds like fun. It does. What color is it? Um, bluish gray. No, it's more of a, well, you guys remember I have slight color oh. disabilities. Um, I think it's kind of like a really light golden brownish gold type. Okay, but so it's but it's, it's like a metal flake type. Metal flake. Yeah. So it's I like know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 Well, we all do because so far we all have metal flake gold brown cars. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say it's kind of like my Prius, probably. Your Prius and Goldfinger and and wow, yeah. that'd be pretty. That's uncanny. <laughs> we'll come up with a name. Sable. There's actually a picture of it, and I don't remember if I put it on the Google Plus page or on Facebook. But I think it's on the Google Plus page. Okay. I have to go back in time and look. Yeah, I'm just afraid to go look for yeah, it yeah. now. Um, using LTE oh yeah, exactly. That may uh, that may not go well. And I I applaud your your mom for making that decision on her own. We had to basically pry the um, steering wheel out of my dad's hands um, when that time came. Uh, and and if I gotta say, and and these things are coming, you know, driverless cars are coming, and they're not that far in the future. And I gotta say one thing: if there's anything that'll be good about driverless cars, especially you know for the general public, will be for the elderly because you know they'll still be able to be mobile then. And you know things. I mean, you can already see like uh, Lyft and uh, uh, which McCall uh, Uber. And those guys are already looking into these things. And, you know, they're going to have these fleets of cars, driverless cars, just driving around. And you, you, you call one up, and it'll come pick you up and take you wherever you need to go and stuff. And I think that's going to be a big 
that'll be a good thing for the elderly. You know, the, they, they can think, oh, I, I don't really have to drive anymore because I can just, you know, call up a car and it's here for me and it'll take me to the store and then it'll take me home again when I'm done. Or mm-hmm. So that's kind of a positive thing. I know a lot of people are going to say, yeah, out of, you know, the steering wheel's not coming out of my dead cold hands, you know, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's coming. It, it really is coming. I mean, they I will get the, I, I just, I, I'm amazed at how fast that technology has has picked up and improved over over a short period of time. It's still got a ways to go, but it's it's. I would never have thought in my lifetime that we'd see self driving cars, and and we're oh. seeing them now. So, and eventually, you know, if there's enough of them, the government will say, okay, you can't drive on roads anymore, or there'll be what'll happen. There'll be certain roads that are just for driverless mm-hmm. cars because it's safer. You know, and and things like that. And you, you know, you can see what's going to go on in the future with with this. And you know, we'll hopefully we'll get a chance to see some of it. But mm-hmm. um, eventually, we'll get to a point where you know people won't own cars anymore or anything. It'll just be these fleets of cars out there. And if you need a car, you just hit your phone. It shows up. You get in. You go. You don't have to worry about parking. You don't have to worry about anything. You know, <laughs> the Johnny Cab. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's the, the Johnny Cab will be a thing of the, a real thing, and not too far away. I don't think. I think within our lifetime, that's going to happen. So, well, as long as, a, as long as a little plastic piece of shit doesn't get in the way when I'm driving the mother's ship, otherwise <laughs> I'd be rolling coal and rolling over top yeah. of it. Well, like I said, <laughs> the, the problem will be. You know, when you get enough into the future, they they may make it illegal to drive cars eventually if if they automate yeah. these things. Because let's face it, you know, a grid grid uh, all these cars talking on a grid and everything. They can there would be no lockups or jam ups or you know. Uh, I, I think they'd have like an an auto drive lane on major highways. Well, and that's what it'll start off with first, but eventually. Right. Eventually, There's no way in hell that a Johnny Cab is going to make its way around the roads. Around, I guarantee you, sure as God made little green apples, you dump a foot and a half of snow on the roads around here, that Johnny Cab is going to end up over an embankment because <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be able to predict the deer that jumps out in front of it along with the snow ditch and the black ice it's going to hit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah now, but in the future, like I said, it, it, it has moved a hell of a lot quicker than anybody could have imagined. I mean, I remember when DARPA was doing their their trails and, and they were having cars try to self-navigate to certain places and, and the things were creeping along at five miles an hour and things like that. And that uh-huh. wasn't that long ago. And now look what they're doing. You know? It is, uh, I just, it's, 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 it's going to be incredible. And, and, and unfortunately, our generation likes to drive cars and things like that but if you look at the younger generations it's more like yeah i do it because i have to if i didn't have to i'd rather just sit in the car and get there you know so it, it'll be it's not i think when it's finally nobody's driving at all that'll be generations ahead but it, i think it's 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 coming to that so, but that's just my opinion Right, exactly. Future and if cars. it does happen, when when it does happen, I hope I'm long gone and dead. Because <laughs> what'll but happen? It, it's it's just like when the automobile came and uh, took over for the horse. You can still go out and 
ride horses and there's special areas set up for you to ride horses and things like that. But, you know, back in the day of the horse, that's what you saw on the roads was horses. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the car was the exception. But, uh, yeah, it's just technology. Yeah, it's going to happen eventually. And, and if people want to actually drive cars, they'll have special places you can go or maybe special roads that you can you can actually drive a car. But it'll be probably special places that you go do just for fun than actually do <laughs> for everyday yeah, community. That'll definitely happen after I'm long gone. Old <laughs> I know. That's a horror, horror tale for, for you, Joel. I know how you love your cars and everything but uh, you know i can it's, it's coming you, you know, you get your automated auto drive car first of all you have to be able to afford to buy one no you don't and it, no, no i'm thing. saying they'll never ever have it for rural areas like out here nobody yeah. no no that's the thing nobody will own a car lyft and uber and other companies will come out and it'll kind of almost kind of take on like an airline thing these cars will be roaming around and they'll be available everywhere. <laughs> and, and the fact that they don't have to go park. You know, mm-hmm. They go from one pickup to another pickup. Or if they do have to park, it's, you know, they know where all the parking spaces are. And they know where to go park. And, you know, if they have to go park five miles away from where they dropped you off, that's okay. Because they can always come back and pick you up when you're ready to, to go. So, I, I mean... <laughs> it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and and to me, One good I think it's going to happen and, and, faster. Twenty five thousand cars all crash at the same time. Well, no. The only thing, <laughs> the only thing that that it would be incredible is uh, are to, to think about because they do have a lot of this stuff in. But if they do talk on a grid system and stuff, is is if hackers get in, that's the danger. My, if hackers my, my, get in, my, my Johnny Cab has a Trojan. <laughs> But if hackers get in, that could that could mess things up. But they'll they'll figure that out too. So, in the future. Yep. But like I said, but I'm dead. It's <laughs> it's happening faster than we think. That's the thing. Ah, uh, meteor off plowing to the side of the planet, and it'll change the priorities before that happens. <laughs> at least in my lifetime. <laughs> Fingers oh. crossed. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so is that it for Bottom Gear? I believe so, sir. Alright, let's yep. get into the last one. Entertainment last month. Last, oh, wait a minute. Oh, there we go. That's interesting. Entertainment last night, month, last night, last month, <laughs> where we talk about old shows that are new to us, uh, but you've probably seen already. But uh, actually, tonight I'm the only one that has topics, and uh, they're both new. So Woo-hoo! I got I'm reviewing the show Bull, which has been on you know commercial after commercial about this show. It's uh, what's his name, uh, Chuck Weather? No. <laughs> Michael Weatherly? I forget his name. He used to be on NCIS. He left NCIS last year, 
and now he's in this new show called Bull, where he is a uh, uh, people. Uh, uh, he has a team of people that analyze juries and uh, um, they make suggestions for the lawyers, and uh, you know he 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 reads people. And I watched the first episode, and I gotta say, yeah, no, I don't think it's gonna make it. I mean, it's an interesting concept. I just can't see them doing it week after week after week and making the stories interesting. Um, and right now, the ensemble with it, of course, sometimes ensembles take a little bit of time to develop, but so far, this ensemble is pretty weak. So I'm I'm betting that it's not going to make it. But it is CBS, and he's one of their top stars, so they may... Give it enough time to uh, see if it'll it'll catch. But I was not impressed with it. So, and they put it on right after NCIS, which is a good lead-in. So, and then the other story is J.J. Uh, Abrams and a few other people have uh, redone Westworld, and it's going to be on HBO starting tomorrow night, which is Sunday, October second. Cool. And that looks interesting, so I will probably catch that. Uh, so they modernized Westworld up a bit. So and that's a series, so it'll be interesting right. to see see how that goes. That's that's all I've got on entertainment last night. I was racking my brain. Did I watch anything else that was new? Um, I couldn't think of anything. Of course, all the uh, um, regular shows are starting up. The new season's starting, so I've been. Uh, watching some of my old favorites on TV. and Nothing new to report there. They're just the old favorites, and they're there, and it's good to see new new episodes again. So. But, uh, I guess that's it. So, yeah, I think so. Yep, you got a shout-out here? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. I wanted to have it throw a shout-out there. Two of them, actually. Uh, one and Jason, thanks for starting back up with Up in This Brain. I enjoyed listening to it, and uh, keep up the uh, keep up the good work, brother. And uh, another one out to uh, Doug from Slug is Doug. And uh, just keeping up, uh, you know, I've, I, since I got the new phone and put in, I bought, um, the hell did you guys call that? Pocket, Pocket Cast. Cast. Yep. Yep. So I've been catching up on those podcasts, and uh, so it was good hearing those guys' voices. And uh, keep doing them. Looking forward to seeing you guys up at uh, MMPR. 2017. All right. Anybody got anything else? No, not tonight. Going twice? Our musical guest this week is Leonard Skinner with the old standby. And if you ever did college radio or something and you needed to take a pee break, you put (laughs) Freebird on. (laughs) Gave you just enough time to run down the hall, take a pee, come back, and it would still be on. <sighs> so, <laughs> Leonard Skinner and going back to Freebird this week. So, that'll do it for show 222. And uh, we'll uh, do 223 real soon. So, from the Monadnock region, home of the most climbed mountain in the world in southwest New Hampshire, I'm Barry J. And from South Central New Hampshire, where I need to fill this cup with more brandy, this is Joel. And from a hotel room, somewhere on the outskirts of Marquette, Michigan, 
This is the Portable Studio V and the Virtual Uber. Take care. And that'll do it. Be it. So uh, we are, as we say every time, every show at the end. Uh, uh, thanks to the military people out there, both Conus and Oconus. Thanks for what you're doing. Stay safe, um, you Oconus guys. We hope you get home real soon. Until then, we'll keep the home fires burning for you. So, with that, and we already did that. I did this all out of order this week because you know, <laughs> it's just the way it is. It's a topsy turvy world we live in. And, uh, <laughs> whatever i'm talking out of this okay that's it here we'll see you next time here's leonard skinner
Samson, speak. <laughs> Good boy.